Hail and well met, Traveler. Welcome to Threat Dice, a podcast about tabletop role-playing games, storytelling, and the vagaries of the dice. I'm your host, Kylan Wigan. I am one-third of the team at Tumbledye Games, a young company developing a new hybrid storytelling RPG called Trove. We believe in the power of story, and the goal of Trove is to empower both players and game masters to level up the action, drama, and believability in their tabletop games. You can find out more at www.tumbledye.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at Tumbledye, or Instagram. No announcements today for this bonus pod. In fact, my goal is for you to hear my voice as little as possible. This is the first in what I hope will be a series of interviews with other tabletop gamers, a segment I am calling We Roll Dice. I spoke with my first guest, Eli, on June 16th, 2020, via video conference. The following interview has been edited as little as possible in order to accurately represent Eli's voice and story. You can find Eli on Twitter, at underscore Reliable1, or Twitch, Reliable1. So, let's start at the beginning for you. What was the very first, like tabletop RPG you learned to play? Uh, first one I learned to play. Um, definitely D&D. Um, I had been watching Critical Role for a few months prior to actually playing and wanting to play for a very long time <laughs> before that. <laughs> um, and uh, I finally found a group of people. Like, I-, I think I had texted one of my friends one day and I was like, hey, do you know if anyone like in our friend group might be interested in doing D and D and they're like, well, no one in our friend group, but like, you know, this other person that we know, uh, maybe go talk to them. So I go talk to this person, his name's Dylan. And he, um, he was like, yeah, I've been wanting to run a campaign, um, because I'm part of a campaign, but I wanted to try DMing for the first time. And I wanted more people or whatever. So that's good that you're interested. I'll see if I can get other people. I fully expecting this to fall through at this point because <laughs> I'm just like, that's, that's the biggest thing I feel like in TTRPG spaces is flakes. Oh, <laughs> um, yes. For various reasons, but like sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. But um, yeah, sometimes you get your hopes up and then it's just like nothing. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so finally, like, I get a text, like, a few weeks later, like, hey, what day are you available to play? And I'm like, oh, oh okay. Um, I think I'm available um, whatever day of the week it ended up being. Um, so, like, we got together. We, like, had our characters ready when we got there. I had a time trying to make my character on my own for the first time. <laughs> um because and I'm I'm realizing this as I'm like learning other TTRPG systems, especially powered by the apocalypse. D and D has so many choices that you have to make with your character at creation. Yes. It's just like health. And then for some yeah. classes, like you have to keep making these choices like as you level up. Like right. not even just like spell slots, but like choosing archetypes, choosing like what fighting style you're gonna use and all this other stuff. And I'm just like 
help. <laughs> yeah. It's it's crazy. Um, <laughs> but I I finally got through it. Um I think I ended up watching like a tutorial video or something. And I was like, okay, I got I got I got my ranger character. We're all good. Um and I show up. Now the only exposure to DD that I have at this point is critical role. So okay. like I know that it's not going to be critical role <laughs> when I'm walking into, but I like literally have no idea what to expect. And um it turned out the only D and D exposure that the rest of the table had, minus that DM, was um the adventure zone. Oh, okay. And if I had to like not saying that like one is better than the other or like they're both D and D in and of themselves. But the Adventure Zone and Critical Role are two very different shows. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, so uh, that really um, permeated through our, our D&D experience. And it was a good time overall. Um, it was just very, very different than what I was expecting. And um, Sure. I went on from there and found a group on Roll20 to join. Um, finally got one of my other friends interested because I was... Uh, rooming with him and watching critical role at the time he's like hey what's that D D thing that you're always watching you're always laughing at it and i'm like it's critical role we have to watch it right now yes so uh i got him into D D and whatnot and then he pulled some of his friends from high school and uh we were in a campaign together for a little bit um and now i'm dming him and one of one of his other friends from high school in a D D campaign so it really it really blasted off from that like first experience like part parts of it were like i don't really like to think about because parts of it were very problematic in certain instances but sure. um it was that was my first experience with D, my first time like sitting down rolling dice and all that stuff and it was like it was great for a first experience mm-hmm. and i was glad that like the bad parts of it didn't like steer me away from TTRPGs in general. And like, I was able to like keep going after that point. So, so critical role was actually your introduction to the game. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm sure Matt would be thrilled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So who you mentioned a ranger is that very first character. Um, So what was that character like? very standoffish i and i realized after like i had made my first like handful of characters for D games that i was playing very standoffish characters a lot like mm-hmm. <laughs> hidden depression don't trust anybody and all this other stuff and um <laughs> so it was this half elf um who i don't even think i made like a whole backstory for them i think they're Fam- their tribe got destroyed by giants and he ran away from home and um, he ends up with a companion that is a panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't remember the panther's name. That makes me <laughs> sad because it was a really cute panther. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so he was, he was great, honestly. Like for a first character, he was dramatic he um, didn't take shit from anybody and mm-hmm. it was just like, it was a good time. Um, but like from there, I really started to branch, tried to, br- tried to branch out um, for a while. It stayed in the vein of 
I'm going to trust a little bit more or I'm going to trust a little bit less. And I'm like, sure. what's less than zero? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but finally, I got more comfortable, like, with different character concepts and different um, just ways of playing, like, ways of playing the same character, really. Like, I all maybe all of these characters are, like, half-elven rangers, but they all have, like, this wide range of personalities. Sure. Wide range of, like, reasons they're questing, reasons, like, they don't talk to their family or whatever, and all this other stuff. And I, that's something that I really liked about TCRPGs in general was, like, being able to not just be one thing um, with characters. So. Right, absolutely. So you mentioned that you've started DMing, which is really cool. Welcome to the club. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so how's your how's your current game going? Are you running a module? Did you create something from scratch? So uh, this is my, oh gosh. So I've been de- DMing for about a year now. Um, and this is something that this campaign is something that I created um, just based off of an idea that I had one day. Um, uh, and it basically the concept behind it is like these two countries were at war and they're not now because the reason that they were at war was someone else was like basically trying to incite the war to gain power. Um, mm-hmm. And the, concept that we're exploring is like what does um what does this country's life look like after war and after like you've had these two like uh it's basically like two giant islands that have been at war with each other for a very long time and like what does it look like after that like how does how do they interact how do you get past like this distrust that people have um so it's been really good um I we've we haven't been going very long with this uh, campaign, but uh, we're getting a little bit into. Um, I've introduced the first big bad, which is um, a group of chromatic dragons that go by the name of Chromatica in honor of the Lady Gaga album. Nice. Um, <laughs> so I've introduced that, but also we're delving into one of the characters' backstories, and um, I've been doing some like we've been I've been talking with that player a lot about um, okay. He's um, his dad apparently is a demon hunter and um, trying to prevent uh, demons from coming into the material plane. And he's also trying to find his dad. And like, I'm toying with like the idea of him finding his dad, um, what links he's willing to go to to do that. And also, like, just the ability of like having monsters or whatever that will interact with that. Sure. So, um, like right now there's an alip that um is basically possessing this man <laughs> um, and no one else really seems to notice and he like he can't say anything cuz he's being possessed and he's just like yep this makes sense and everything that like i i basically like have had conversations with this player and have just been like okay like does this make sense for you like does this would think about like the drives that you have and amplify them uh, does this make sense for what your character would do? Right. Um, so that's been really cool to like be able to work with him one-on-one with uh, wielding, weaving, sorry, weaving his backstory into the rest of the lore. Cause that was something that I really wanted to do with this campaign that I haven't done in previous ones um, was make yeah. sure that the character's backstories like have meaning and have uh, depth with the rest of the world lore. So 
Those are advanced techniques, so I'd say you're well ahead of the game. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so you mentioned playing uh, or starting to work with uh, PBTA games. Yes. Is is that what you're running, or is that the one you're talking about? Is that D and D? The one I was talking about is D and D. Okay. Uh, I just played my first, so it's been so fun. Um, <laughs> in the past, like few weeks, I've um, I got um, casted to be on a mask masks. I, I have trouble saying it for some reason. <laughs> um, <laughs> Powered by the Apocalypse game that's being streamed uh, for Pride Month. Um, oh, cool. So. That was my first Powered by the Apocalypse game, and I was literally in love the whole time. Yeah. Um, it's just so, like, I was making my character, and I was like, I have an idea for what who I want this character to be, who I want the superhero to be. Um, and basically, like, I found the playbook that, like, most resonated with how that, how um, his emotions and how his, mm-hmm. like, powers were going to work and everything. Um, and like I said... I've been playing PBTA and like making characters for PBTA. There are barely any choices I have to make, like huge decisions in the beginning. Like sometimes, like between PBTA games, you might have to change like what your spread of stats is, or um, this is what they they give you suggestions for like what your character looks like and Mm -hmm. uh, all these other things or whatever. But like the amount of choices that you have to make there compared to like D and D and I, I had also like made a character for Vampire the Masquerade at one point, oh, and I was yeah. just like, "Oh my god, help me!" <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So yeah, that's been um, that's been my like saving grace for Powered by the Apocalypse has been like the the ease of access of all of it, and then like being able to just say like, "I want my character to." blast this guy in the side so that he's like knocked off course and the DM is just like okay roll for this and I'm like cool but I don't have to say um, I'm casting fireball or I'm uh, trying to make a wall of stone or whatever I basically like am as creative as I want to with what I'm doing and the DM says okay that works if you do this roll right so it's, yeah. it's been really great I really appreciate it um so I've been doing mass. I'm about to do an Urban Shadows one. I'm in a play-by-post for Apocalypse World. And then I feel like there's one more, but I can't remember right now. Um, awesome. That's fantastic. There's a lot. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, that's really great. So I think one of my questions is already kind of answered because I, uh, I have found in my time playing that there's kind of a spectrum between what I like to call the dungeon crawler and the storyteller. And I get the feeling that you fall a little bit more on the storyteller end. <laughs> Very much. Um, I think a lot of, so a lot of the problems that I've had with uh, groups that I've been involved in, and it's not like any fault of them or any fault of myself either, was I didn't know that like I wanted a lot of storytelling and RP and stuff in mm-hmm. my um, games. But um, I... <laughs> And I think it's partially because Critical Role was what I was absor- absorbing first. Of course. Um, I'm also I'm also really into musical theater and stuff like that. So, like, yep. I'm a dramatic person. Sure. So <laughs> I want my game to be dramatic. Um, so um, figuring out that, like, well, I don't really like co- combat that much. Or, like, I like combat, but only if it's meaningful. Right. Um, so um, figuring that out and like basically saying, "Hey guys, um, 
I'm not liking this game, and I think this is why. Um, I don't want to change things for you guys, but like, if like if we can change this, that's fine. If not, I'll like I can find like there's a gazillion groups out there. Right, it'll be fine if I can find one. Um, sure. And luckily, I've been able to find groups that are very accommodating to that and very willing to um, uh, expand if they don't already like. Because I feel like a lot of people, their default is like D and D is combat, and D and D yes. is like that's what this stuff is about. We're here to fight. Right. Um, but finding groups that are willing to expand and explore the idea of RPing more and your combat, like having uh, meaning besides just getting jumped by a band of goblins in the forest every two days. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. So um, that's something that I really appreciate about TTRPGs in general, um, and especially powered by the apocalypse because it's been so narrative driven so um driven by your character's choices and the the way that they interact with the world and i just love it so much so i'm really glad to hear that i've i've had uh, some brief experience with dungeon world and it kind of opened my mind to new things as i was playing it like new and different ways to play so i'm glad to hear someone else is having a similar experience <laughs> awesome awesome <laughs> And I guess that question's answered, too, because I was going to ask whether you prefer uh, pre-written modules or creating your own worlds, but you're definitely a creator. I'm creating. <laughs> um, and, like, it's so much work, honestly. Like, every time I, like, sit down and I've, like, I give my players the lore dump at the beginning of the campaign, I'm like, this was exhausting. And I have to get them a map and, like... They have to give me backstories and I have to tie that into the rest of the world. I have to say like whether that makes sense or not for the lore that I've already written. Right. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is exhausting, but it's so worth it. Yes. <laughs> um, it's for me, that's like, that's the meat and potatoes as a lot of people would say. That's like the best part of um, all these TTRPGs is being able to like mold this, whether you're you're a player or a DM, like the world or your player uh, or your character that you're playing to exactly who you want it to be. Um, And basically like there are obviously there are rules that you have to follow, but like, of course, as as long as it's like within the, this like very large sandbox, then you're free to roam how you feel. Um, And that's, those are, that's why I've been so like attracted to, um, playing characters that aren't like the norm. Um, like I've been, I've been playing a lot of clerics lately mm-hmm. uh, for D and D um, because in the beginning I um, was always told clerics are healers and like all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm right. just like, that doesn't sound right. Um, that, I, I know that they can heal, but like a lot of people can heal. So like, let's yeah. dive into this a little bit. And my first cleric was a life cleric so like that was my primary thing because the monk for some reason didn't know to get out of the way of things that were trying to hit him (laughs) Um, so i was just healing him on my turn and that was it right yeah Um, you can get trapped that way it's yeah uh uh-huh and i was like okay i'm gonna take some time and like dive into this because like i want to be more like i want to be able to do more with my characters I, Mm -hmm. i feel like there's a way that i can do that and like looking through all the domains of clerics and I'm like, all I have to do is take one healing spell. <laughs> right. And then I can do whatever I want with the rest of this stuff. So I literally, I have a system. I always take healing word yep. and then everything else is whatever I want. Um, nice. 
And most of the time that ends up being like the cleric who just like kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I freaking my, my favorite spell right now is a cleric. I have two favorites. My favorite lo- lower level is inflict wounds because it's just like so powerful at like a first level spell. And yes. then for the first time I got to cast flame strike a few oh. weeks ago. And I was just like, so good. That's a great. Spell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but just being able to like break that um, barrier of like clerics are healers, uh, rangers are always ranged, and which right. is like such a strange concept. Now that I'm <laughs> looking through like the playbook and like the first time I was a ranger, I was like, okay, I'm going to be ranged, obviously. And then I right. get to the archetype, and it's like, do you want to be like a fighter ranger or? And I'm like, but I'm a ranger. I don't understand. Right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. So. Being able to like break through those barriers of like just the norm of what characters are supposed to be is like what seriously draws me to um, TTRPGs. Um, and I've said that a lot of things have seriously drawn me to TTRPGs. No, no, yeah, I'm like, yeah. for life. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I I like being able to break outside of the box with that stuff, and I I, I think that's a lot because like I like to be being able to break out the box with my own self um, sure, and D and D and other TTRPGs help me do that. So that's really cool. So yeah, breaking archetypes is a thing I love to do myself. So on that note, what's your best idea for a character that you haven't gotten to use yet? Okay. Um, so I'm actually haven't gotten to use yet, so I can't use that one because I'm about to use it. Um, well, that's not yet, so... <laughs> okay, so you gave me permission, so here we go. Um, so I'm diving it a little bit more into playing characters that are differently abled. Um, okay. And my first um, my first dive into that is going to be um, I've made a cleric. Uh, they're a grave cleric. Um, they're non-binary, and um, they are deaf. Um, oh, they lost cool. their hearing a while ago and um, they can read lips pretty well, but they can't hear. Um, and I, I made, I wanted to make something like very clear to like the DM and the rest of the players. Like their goal is not to get their hearing back. Like they're completely right. fine with how they are. Like they've, they've been living their life for this long. They don't see any problem with how they are. Um, right. We're not looking for a cure. Was, here. Yeah. And that was something that it, it, I took it took the idea sort of from I don't remember what I was watching, but like someone had like said that on one of the seventeen gazillion medical shows that I watch. <laughs> um, but just this idea of like being differently abled, not being a burden, mm-hmm. and not not always being something that needs to be cured. Right. Um, and it was it was it was super powerful when i first heard it and like i i sorry i really love the way that they put it and i love the way that i see that from day to day now of just like people living their lives like right. whether they are able to walk on two legs or able to hear perfectly or able to speak right um and just like they they're living their lives without like they don't need your standards to like determine whether they're okay or not. Like right, they've right. got that handled on their own. Um, so I really want to be able to like portray that into a character of like 
just being fine how they are. Um, so I, I'm super excited to play that character. Uh, we're about to have our first session for that uh, campaign, and I'm like really excited. Um, I, I've like talked to the DM. He's like, obviously, like there's some mechanics that we'll have to work out or whatever. Right. I'm like, yeah, but I'm like, either way, I'm really excited because this is like something that I've never done before, and I think that is something that like a lot of tables are missing. So I I want to like start bringing that. Yeah, they definitely are missing stuff like that. That's really cool, and I hope that goes really well. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited. <laughs> That's fantastic. So I I know you you're a Critical Role fan, obviously. Are you are you still watching? Is that the one you keep up on? Do you have another live stream that you really like? I so I've been keeping up. I've kept up. I'm caught up. Sorry, with Critical Role um, to where they are now. Um, I've been very much into, and I've guessed it on there a few times. A little bit biased, but the people are great and the stories are always amazing. Uh, Dice Priori, um, they're mm -hmm. on Twitch and Twitter and such. Um, so I first um, I first heard about Dice Priori because I was um, on Twitter one day. I, I was talking to them about this the other day, how I like have no idea how I got so involved with all of them and how we all became such great friends. Sure. But uh, <laughs> I was on Twitter one day and someone had retweeted a thing that was like, hey, we're doing a Firefly TTRPG and oh God. like in casting call. <laughs> so a little backstory on me. I had never seen Firefly. Okay. Um, so I straight up was like, I don't think I'm going to get it because I, I've literally just never seen the show, but it sounds interesting. Like I've never done like space right. as a, like this would have been my first uh, TTRPG experience outside of D and D. That wasn't honey heist so right um so i was like i really want to try that like that's a huge it's a huge leap from like having no technology to all the technology oh yeah for um, sure so um i'm i fill it out and i um just am waiting to hear not really waiting to hear back because i'm just like they're, they're not going to take me it's fine whatever right right uh, and my friend, Ale my now friend, Alexis, um, messages me and she's just like, hey, if you still want the spot, like, we would love to have you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so I like get involved uh, with that stream and it, it was an amazing show. Um, we, it, the cast was great. Uh, we all had like the amazing interactions and very meaningful scenes. Um, and from that point, like, I, like, realized, oh, this isn't, like, the only show that they're doing. They're also doing Ghost in the Sheen, mm -hmm. Dragon Heisters, uh, which we were, like, Dragon Heisters was on hiatus, and we were filling in for that hiatus. Yep. Um, and, like, all this other stuff, and I, like, start looking through the rest of their content, and I'm, like, this is freaking amazing. Like, this was the first D&D um, &D group that I had seen on stream that wasn't critical role that like really took to heart a lot of the things that I really appreciated about um, TTRPGs, like mm -hmm. meaningful combat, meaningful RP, like not just um, needing a combat every episode to like fill in the silence or whatever. Right. Um, so they've been like amazing. <laughs> um, so I've been watching them. Um, I've guessed it on there a few times since then. We're in the middle of a, uh, 
D&D campaign where all the players are vampires. So that's been cool. pretty great. <laughs> um, uh, Alexis put that one together and has like figured out all of the mechanics. And I'm playing a um, blood hunter order of the lichen vampire. So it's like, that's <laughs> a whole cool. nother like thing in the mix. Yeah. And it, it was all fun and games until someone hit me with a moonbeam and it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was tragic. <laughs> so, um, that's been great. Um, I've been really watching uh, Matthew does Ghost in the Machine on Wednesdays, which is a D&D uh, actual play. Mm-hmm. And it's the whole thing is uh, his own writing and um, has just been really great for me and like seeing what meaningful RP is and what meaningful storytelling is. And I've, I am constantly in Matthew's DMs like, Hey, how does this idea sound? Um, and all this other stuff. Math- I seriously look up to Matthew. He's like my D and D dad at this point. <laughs> it's um, awesome that you have one. That's an important thing yeah. to have. Um, so yeah, they've been putting out amazing content. <laughs> um, so if you if you like haven't found them, I would seriously suggest looking them up. Uh, they're they have vods on YouTube. If you mm-hmm. find them on there of Ghost in the Machine and all of their shows. And it's just been amazing to be so like to have like such great people that are um, doing such great things in the community. And I, I just love being able to like be a part of that as well. I had not heard about them, but now I will go check it out. So thank you for the recommendation. I appreciate it. No problem. I think that covers about all the questions I have for tonight, Eli. So um, I really appreciate you joining me. Um, I Look forward to checking out some of your work on Twitch and on the on the Dice Priori shows. And I hope that I will get a chance to talk to you again in the near future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thanks, man. I hope you have a great night. You too. Thanks so much to Eli for sharing his story. If you'd like to share your RPG life story in a We Roll Dice segment, send us a DM on Twitter at TumbleDye, or email me directly at kwiggin, K-W-I-G-G-I-N, at TumbleDye.com. We want to hear your story. Until next time, may the road ever rise to meet you. Threat Dice is a production of TumbleDye Games, LLC. Our intro music is What Lies Beyond, the We Roll Dice theme song is New Hope, and the outro music is Storm, all by Vincevept. Check out his amazing work at youtube.com slash Vincevept. V-I-N-D-S-V-E-P-T. A very special thank you to Eli for being the first to share his story. This episode was produced and recorded by me, Kylan Wigan. In order to rise from its own ashes, a phoenix first must burn. You can find Threat Dice on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.